is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Hutchie, if you've got the questions there, we'll go to Lee Eustace, who is uh, on that first page there, and uh, I'll get you to fire away because uh, he's directing it my way. Since recording last week's ep where Damo suggested he understood the well-being angle but, and that tennis players might have lost touch with reality, given Osaka's actions to then withdraw and then be courageous enough to open up more about her personal circumstance, does Damo have an updated view on the situation? Lee, I followed the events of the Naomi Osaka situation after we spoke about it last week, but I don't greatly change my views on it. And I'm glad you did acknowledge the fact that I did say that I fully understand the the, the well-being component to what she was saying. I, I do have a view, and this is not straightly directed at or only directed at Naomi Osaka. It's clearly directed at, um, in fact, I'll direct it, I directed it last week at Novak Djokovic as much as anyone. I really have lost touch with reality when it comes to acceptance within their own lives and how they're reflected through the media and and into the public domain. I I think they're precious um, athletes a lot of the time. And again, that's not a personal statement directed at Naomi Osaka. But ultimately, Naomi Osaka has built up a very, very big profile on both ability and on on court and ability to, to use her own media platforms and the general media. That was my views last week, and for those who need to catch up on it, if they feel the yep. need to, they can go back to last week's episode I'm, where I did explain in detail that. But no, I haven't I'm felt with, the need with Lee. to answer I, your question. I think Damo got it wrong last week, Lee. I'm with you. I, from memory, said that we should accept her version of events and have empathy for the athlete. I'm a little was, bit more um, honest in my opinion as as, as to how I've viewed it, Hutchie, and I, and I don't back away from that. And again, people, if they want well, to go should. and try You're and wrong. catch me out on what I may have said, go back and listen to the full episode of, of last week. You were wrong. Yoland Lim on Twitter. Now, he's addressed this to me, Hutchie, but he wants me to ask you this. Can you ask Hutchie how he gets an ROI, uh, the famous ROI, the return on investment, on the Quaddy app? Across all his platforms, they promote this app heaps. Yes, Yolan. So the aim of the Quaddy app is to build its audience and have some fun with it. So the first step is to an audience build. So we're in audience build phase at the moment. As for the, the ROI, I don't really want to get into the specifics of that other than to say we're wanting to build a uh, to solve a problem, which was our audience forever saying, I didn't write down the Quaddy numbers. Could you read them out again all day? And so we had to create a Quaddy app to have a place where people could find their quaddies. And by the way, it's free in the App Store. So download the Quaddy app today and you can win uh, great prizes. It's free and it's a bit of fun. Yeah, okay. There you go, Yolanda. Uh, this is uh, from Simon Morris on Twitter. With the discovery of a second pedophile involved in the Little League footy from the 1970s, how come it is getting little to no coverage in the media? Hachi, that's a, a direct reference to the reporting by Russell Jackson, the extraordinary reporting of Russell Jackson on the ABC platforms um, of uh, Rod Owen's situation as a St Kilda underage player before he became an AFL player. And it's now a secondary component to that um, report series uh, has another club, that being the Carlton Football Club, again from the 1970s, um, in, in a very similar light, which is just – I've made sure I've read the two main articles that I'm aware of. Um, it, it's it, – they're as disturbing articles to read as as anything I've read this year when it comes to uh, the reporting there by, by Russell Jackson. We get a few questions about this, why other media outlets don't pick it up. I'll just give my quick snapshot. Just because a, a story has – 
extraordinary impact and ramifications for for a lot of people. It doesn't mean it naturally fits on every single media platform. And that is not to um, judge the story for in, in a way that I think our question, um, well, the way the questions come to us on this platform, Hutchie. Is that a fair assessment? Because it's not it's not for every media outlet to follow up every single story out there. Yeah, I think sometimes some stories are so impactful that they're, they're not followed up because the journalists have done such a great job of telling the story end to end and they haven't, haven't left any subsequent angles. But I think it's a fair question. So I haven't hand on heart read the story, so I will make it my business you to go and do yeah, that. Yeah, you should, Hutchie. I, I'd encourage you to do so. And, and anyone who has, and I'd encourage them to, to just um, have a look at, at, at could, uh, I think it's Rusty Jacko is his Twitter handle, and I'm sure there'd be links to the stories. And Hutchie, we'll, the other aspect we'll, of we'll this, and I just want to, I'll just finish the, my answer to this question here from Simon Morris. I don't think any other media outlet could could go near doing the story justice and to doing it properly the, the way Russell Jackson has and the way the ABC platforms have. So, it's out there anyway. I, I think to cover it um, in, in a follow-up way or, or a repeat way, you, you couldn't possibly live up to what's already been published on it. Is, is, is a take on it? It's such a serious topic that it, it is not for every platform. Yeah, I, th- I think that's true. I'll go and have a read of it now. One to finish with before you we should. finish up for part one of the questions this week. Where are you headed? Uh, we'll go with this one. Daniel Gill on Facebook. With all the MRO controversy in the last few weeks, protecting the head and concussions, at what stage do you expect the AFL to highly recommend or mandate helmet use? Very players still wear, Very few players still wear them. Um, no, look, they won't be mandating it. And, and look, while Daniel, some people have the view you do, that it would mitigate the um, potential for head knock seriousness. There's views out there in the medical world who say that it has no effect on the potential for, well, for serious head knocks. And there's also a view that it actually makes it worse because I think there's some research that suggests if you're wearing headgear, you're more inclined to use it as a offensive means of uh, connection. And, you know, that, that there's a, actually a counter-argument to that, which we probably won't get into today. So it'll never happen. Um, we won't see a lot of helmets left in footy. We do still see a couple. Caleb Daniel and uh, Brayshaw at Melbourne spring to mind. And whether it's generally helping them, placebo or, or both, who cares, in the eye of the beholder. But uh, I think the crackdown on head contact in both AFL and NRL is a great thing. I'm a supporter of what's happening in the NRL. Yeah. Um, it's the old school journalists and sorry, players have found it very hard, and by extension, journalists, your, your man and our guy, Andrew Webster up here, who's uh, quite a progressive thinker, he's very much in the in the reverse camp on this. He thinks that it should be, uh, it's been handled poorly and... Um, you know, it's it's being over policed. Uh, so every, it's quite yeah, an emotive. It's a very emotive issue here in Sydney. Like I would say, it's probably been the biggest reaction point on our eleven seventy SEN station since we began. Just to give you some context, so it's yep. it's a it's a really emotive issue. That was part one of the Sounding Board questions for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.